Good afternoon, I'm George Kurtz, and this is the Fantasy News Update. There are 10 days in Major League Baseball today, two currently being played. The Cubs are shellacking uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates right now, 8-0. Not a good day for either starting pitcher, however, though, as John Lester had to leave the game after hitting a double due to left hamstring tightness. Lester pitched two winnings, allowed three hits, four strikeouts, no runs, obviously, but had to leave the game, left hamstring tightness. No idea how the serious or... Not serious, the injury may or may not be. The Pittsburgh Pirates, James Talion, in what was supposed to be a marquee pitching matchup, he only lasted two innings, giving up six runs, four hits, two walks. He had four strikeouts of his own. None of the runs were earned, however, as three errors by Newman contributed to this uh, really downfall for the Pittsburgh Pirates today. Eight nothing Cubs, bottom of the fourth inning. Our other game that's in progress right now has the... Uh, Chicago White Sox and Tampa Bay Rays. Rays lead the White Sox 4-1 in the bottom of the fifth inning here. In this game, uh, we just had a home run currently, uh, but nothing else much going on here uh, currently. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays coming off a win yesterday over the San Francisco Giants. That's at 4-1 in the bottom of the fifth. Carlos Rodon's given up four, in four runs in five innings in this game. And Blake Snell, the ace, one run in four and two-thirds innings of his own. We have other games tonight. As I mentioned, ten games. Big night in Major League Baseball tonight. The marquee matchup is the Yankees and the Astros. Justin Verlander versus Masahiro Tanaka. Minus 65 for the Houston Astros in this game. Athletics will throw Marco Estrada against the Orioles. Andrew Kashner. Athletics are minus 155 in the game. The other last American League game, Seattle Mariners and Kansas City Royals. Felix Hernandez versus Homer Bailey, minus 135 for Seattle in that one. In the National League, Washington Nationals will be at Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Bryce Harper, I guess, and when it's not a return home for him, once again, he's playing his former team here, a team he pretty much crushed last week in Washington. Annabelle Sanchez throws for the Nationals in this one. Vince Velasquez makes his first start of the season for the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies are minus 150. Dodgers will travel to St. Louis tonight in another solid pitching matchup. Hinjin Ryu pitches for the Dodgers against Miles Mikolas for the St. Louis Cardinals. Dodgers minus 120. Dodgers are making a trip after playing late, late into the night against Colorado in Coors Field last night in their victory. Braves Julio Tehran against the Colorado Rockies Kyle Freeland in Coors Field. It's a game where for DFS owners you'll be wanting to stack some players in this game. Uh, especially on the Rockies side here. Rockies minus 115. San Diego Padres Eric Lauer will go against Madison Bumgartner of the San Francisco Giants. Giants are a minus 120 in this game. Baumgartner's got up to a so-so start this season and what could be Let's face it, if the, uh, if the Giants don't play well, Bumgarner could be on the trade block come July 31st. Interleague play, we have the Brewers and the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Julius Chassin versus Trevor Cahill here. Brewers minus 115. Brewers were lighting up the league playing at home, scoring a ton of runs. Let's see what they can do on the road. In the NCAA double tournament, of course, we have our final game tonight. Virginia minus one and a half versus Texas Tech for the uh, championship there. We'll see how that goes. In the NFL, all teams with new head coaches are allowed to finally start their workouts today. And in those workouts, uh, the Jets, Packers, start those players. We'll see how Le'Veon Bell looks. We all, if you didn't read the Bleacher Report about Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, that came out last week. Certainly not flattering to either person there. We'll see how Rodgers reacts with his new teammates here. Apparently he wasn't getting, really getting along with all that many of his former teammates there. A lot of them calling him very prickly, very... Uh, very dominant, and uh, you wonder how that's going to play in the locker room here. Uh, Antonio Brown and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster are continuing their media, social media feud here. Antonio Brown pretty much accusing Juju of uh, fumbling away that opportunity to make the playoffs, and Juju Smith pretty much calling Brown, uh, we were friends, what's going on, didn't know what was going on. Then uh, Antonio Brown today sends out an Instagram photo of, uh, I guess, a, 
uh, an interaction between the two of them. So once again, this feud is continuing. Antonio Brown may may sound like he or may say he's happy in Oakland, but if he is, why is he continuing this feud with Antonio uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster, who's still on? The Pittsburgh Steelers in baseball. Uh, Cesar Hernandez is out tonight for the Philadelphia Phillies. Probably just a day of rest. Mike Trout was named the American League Player of the Week first time since July 12, 2015. That seems very strange. How what makes you wonder how that could possibly happen? Brad Peacock has been removed from the rotation for the Houston Astros for the next couple of weeks. We don't know if this is permanent or if it's just due to off days here. This Houston Astros schedule does line up where they can go with four starters for about the next 10 to 14 days. That may be the only reason that Peacock has been removed. The Florida Panthers have officially hired Joel Prenville as their head coach, which makes you wonder, is Artemi Panarin coming next? Panarin and Prenville do get along well. Panarin is a free agent, maybe the top free agent in the NHL this offseason. Makes you wonder if Panarin and Prenville will be reunited in Florida Aaron also likes the New York area. The Rangers will be in play. I'm George Kurt. This has been your fantasy news update. Good luck tonight. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Has that begun? Fantasy Sports on Radio Network, iHeartRadio, now on YouTube. I am Gable Baranci. The raging redhead, Cam Stewart, is in Las Vegas, but he will be checking in uh, with us a little bit uh, later on. George Kurtz, Colonel Kurtz, is uh, in uh, for the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. What's going on, George? How you doing, Gabe? Good to be talking to you. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, thanks for uh, stepping up and in uh, for Cam. Uh, Cam will be stepping uh, in uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, at least uh, we'll see. Uh, you never know. I mean, he is in Las Vegas, and uh, the text I got from him was something about uh, something about his flight being delayed and him getting there at 5 in the morning. And, uh, and uh, you know he's in Vegas because I could read this word for word what he sent to me. It doesn't really make sense. Okay, I said, hey, Cam. Are you calling in the show? Thanks. He responded, I will tell me time, flight delay X, three hours, got in 5 a.m. I will tell me time, flight delay X, three time hour, got in 5 a.m., LOL. Seems uh, like you're going to be doing some tweaking there. And he says, you want DFS HOUD instead of hour, H-O-U-D, or earlier. <laughs> He can't listen. I know him pretty well. I I don't think he's lit up already. Although you know he could have he could have got hammered on the plane. Uh, actually, uh, he might he might have got lit up on the plane on the way there. Uh, so yeah. What's that? Is he afraid to fly? Is he one of those people? Uh, yeah, he doesn't like flying. No, Cam doesn't like flying. Never understood why, man. Yeah. The plane goes down, you're done. What do you care? Just enjoy it. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, there's a better chance of getting into a train accident or a car accident than a plane accident. Much you know, for the chance. most I mean, part. Listen, you're not going to survive a plane crash, so there's nothing to worry about. You're going to go into the ground like a dart. And you're going to be ash. So uh, I don't worry about it. Enjoy the ride. Uh, it's it's actually a pretty quick way of going if you think about it. Really. Probably I try not to think about it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I try not. To take, I listen. I take the bus to the. Uh, I take the bus uh, from the Port Authority to the FanDuel Sportsbook, and you know I'm a pretty rush, rush type of guy. You know what I mean? I like to get places fast and stuff. But I swear to God, man, there's a driver uh, that, that does the 160. He does the we call it the Degenerate Express, and it's basically it's it's the only bus to the Meadowlands, George. And you get a real cast of characters, like young and old. Yeah, you basically like basically have like homeless dudes going to the track trying to hit a ten cent trifecta. You've got you've got like rich kids going to bed on soccer because it's the quickest way to get there actually. But the, the driver basically he's gonna get like like every time man I'm on this bus I think it might be the the last bus ride I take the highway to hell literally creatively. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, the radio network. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Cam Stewart's in Vegas, but he will be checking in with us on a daily basis throughout the week. George Kurtz is uh, in for Cam, and it's good timing. Um, I don't think we're going to get much of a breakdown uh, from Kurtz about this Texas Tech-Virginia game, are we, tonight, uh, George? But uh game didn't know who was playing uh i knew it was a point and a half i didn't know that because i saw it on espn so i knew what the spread was but i had uh you know no it. I, I is it what the virginia cavaliers i think it's the cavaliers that's correct texas tech who's texas tech yeah red raiders red raiders uh, no idea you, you would have stumped me all yeah. night on that no i'll be watching a lot of baseball tonight so it's good time well at least it's fortunate that there's only one night of this you know i'll hit this game a bit uh, for people uh, throughout the program uh, but it is NHL week at least this week, so that that's good timing. Uh, that that's good timing to have uh, to have Kurtz here. Now uh, a couple of things to get us caught up to date with: uh, Conor McGregor's being Conor McGregor. He punched someone in a bar uh, this morning or late last night, whatever, in in Dublin, Ireland. And um, you know it's funny because Conor, people used to love Conor smack talk, but now they just sort of. You know, they they sort of laugh at him, not with him. And you see, every time he tries to troll Khabib, it ends poorly on Twitter. And now even in, in Ireland, so it turns out uh, somebody in a bar was laughing and said, you know, Khabib kicked the crap out of you. You got manhandled by the Russian. And uh, Connor punched the guy under investigation uh, now. Of course, he's under investigation for sexual assault. Uh, also in Dublin, Ireland, like he's very busy. Of course, he smacked the cell phone out of somebody's hand in Miami a couple of weeks ago. We, we, uh, he offended two billion Muslim people. We can go on and on, but it's amazing. It's like really like a nightly thing uh, with uh, with Connor. And uh, the other news, of course, WrestleMania was last night at MetLife uh, Stadium, and uh, or as Hulk Hogan would say, to MetLife Center. Um, yet the the controversy now, George, following this, and uh, the governor of New Jersey is even involved now is the fact that people got stuck outside the stadium um, 
like pretty much all night. Like some people were screwed. Not everybody was able to get on the train. Uh, they didn't send enough trains. Uh, nobody could find where to, to meet the Uber. And basically it was a big uh, train wreck. People were chanting F New Jersey. Um, I guess a bunch of trains were sitting there and not leaving. And um, it was and pretty much the same story that we, we heard after the Super Bowl uh, for the most part. But the New Jersey uh, transit, they're blaming uh, they're blaming Vince McMahon and WrestleMania. <laughs> they say NJ Transit's top priority is always the safety of our customers and employees. We regret the extended ex- uh, exiting time some customers experience. By the end of the evening, we're able to safely transport more than twelve thousand customers. Yeah, there's eighty-two thousand people, jackass. The primary factor contributing to the post-event uh, delays was the WWE's decision to extend the event to twelve thirty, which has significant operational impacts. NJ Transit was not informed of this decision until late last night. NJ's Transit pre-planning called for the use of six train sets following the event at approximately 1 a.m. based on WWE's initial event schedule. Uh, The decision to extend this event resulted in our inability to operate some of these trains due to federal requirements limiting train crew hours. Last-minute adjustments such as holding the final trains of the night and adding several additional trips between Secaucus and Penn Station by utilizing crews and trains throughout the system were made. So, you know, maybe you could buy into this, but you're telling me, George, they didn't know when the event was going to end, number one. Number two, they admitted that they only had six train sets <laughs> to bring to, to bring 82,000 people, essentially, uh, to the Meadowlands. And anybody that's freaking ever been to a football game there knows they're full of crap. NJ Transit couldn't care less. They don't care if the Pope is talking. They're not, they're not extending stuff. They're not adding stuff. It's a freaking circus and a nightmare to get in and out of there. But it's pretty much a black eye for the city all the time because every time there's a major event, George, there's this embarrassment. I mean, you know, some, some family from England were, like, crying, stuck in a parking lot at 3 in the morning, not knowing what to do. Like, it's, it's unacceptable for a city like New York and, and New Jersey not to have this, not to have this settled to have a million buses ready to pick people up, to have the trains ready to go. It's a joke. Well, you already said it. They don't care. This is not the first time for this. I won't go to the Meadowlands. I won't go out there. Not from where I am. It takes forever to get there, forever to get out. I've had people go, hey, I think it's the Cowboy Giant game. You want to go? When is it? You know, no, because it just takes forever. (laughs) Go to a devil. The devil game, it takes it used to take forever to get out of there. It's just a bad spot. There's no it's like one way in and one way out. It's a it's a nightmare. I know it's gotten a little bit better. And for bigger events, I guess you're going to have problems anyway. And if you want to buy into the, okay, they didn't know what time it was going to end. And maybe that's true. But you're talking an hour, hour and a half, make that bit of bigger difference? You weren't, you weren't prepared for that? You have no emergency <laughs> plan at all. I mean, that not that just bad planning, bad organizational planning? You know there's 80-somewhat thousand people there. Uh, six trains wasn't going to do it anyway. So no. they don't they don't get crap. They never have. And the fact, the fact that they're proud that they transported 12,000 people, George, is a joke. <laughs> like, really, you're proud of that? That's one-seventh of the people. That's 14%. Congratulations. Great job. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, like I said, I've, and I've been, I've seen this firsthand. It's pretty much a nightmare. And this is why, specifically as well, that even on on game days, that the sports book is pretty much empty. It's crazy. You go to the FanDuel Sportsbook when when the Giants or Jets play, it's pretty much like it's it's, it's no lines and it's the middle of the football season. Normally it'd be packed, but 
people can't get in and out, and people will avoid it like a plague, as you stated. You know, like, you you know, you really, it's not too bad for me because, listen, I'm a degenerate, and what I do, what I did after, like, the Giant game when I went this year, George, is I just went to uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook after the game and drank some more. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I made my way back over to the Sportsbook after, and, Everything cleared out, and I left like an hour and a half after the game ended, and uh, everything was fine uh, for, for me on the way out. But it sucks for people because you get stuck. People don't get in on time. I warned people. I knew a lot of people that came into town for WrestleMania. I warned them, you got to leave hours in advance, man, if you don't want to get screwed and not get in. But this doesn't happen in other cities, dude. Most cities know, you know can transport people, but it's like it's, it's really New Jersey. They don't care. It's amazing. Like, even on football nights, they don't have extra trains and stuff. It's like, whatever. It's your problem. And they really, they just don't. And I went to a giant game uh, via from Penn Station. It was a freaking nightmare, man. I would have been better off walking there. Uh, it literally took, like, two and a half, three hours to get there. Like, that's it's unacceptable. It's, it's unacceptable. Like, we, there's no way. You're stuck. Like you said, there's no turning back. Once you're on a train, you get stuck in Secaucus. You got to wait for another train. It's like uh, it's like Bangladesh rush hour and stuff. You got to like fight your way to get on the train because you can't just say, "Oh, I'm not going to get on this train." There'll be another one in ten minutes. There isn't. The next one's in like 37 minutes. Like it's it really is like it's it's angering. I can feel people's rage, man. It's just it's bush league. That's what it is. It's just bush league, George. It isn't. You get people who were turned off for it. You already said it. there are people who won't go. I won't go. I'll go for a concert if I can't get a. You know, if they're not playing at the Coliseum or the Garden, then I have no choice. i got to go to uh, to MetLife, and that's the only time I'll go there. I won't go for a sporting event because there are plenty of other sporting events I can go to and avoid that place. It's hard to get in. It's hard to get out. It's much harder to get out. I mean, you got to do what you said. If you want to hang out an hour and a half after the, the event ends, okay, then you'll be fine. But if you want to go home on time, you know, if a football game ends at 8, you want to get out at 8 yeah, or 7 exactly. or 7.30, it's not happening. you got to stay till 9, 9.30. And if you live out here, that means you're not getting out. You're not getting home till 12.30, 1 a.m. So it's certainly not convenient to anybody unless they live in the area where at least, okay, it might take me an hour to get out of the uh, the complex, but it only took me 15, 20 minutes to get home. That's fine. But if you live anywhere on Long Island, Westchester, or anyplace else, it's going to take forever. It's, it's almost like an eight, 10-hour affair from the time the event starts to the time you get home. Dude, it was the exact same thing. I went to a Rutgers game in uh, Piscataway, uh, New Brunswick. George, the train broke down. <laughs> the train... The train broke down one stop before Rutgers. Except it's, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere out there. You know what I mean? Like, it was like swampland and stuff. Like, you're in the middle of nowhere. The train broke down, and, you know, they were like, all right, everyone off. When's the next one coming? We don't know. There is no next one coming because this one's stuck on the track. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm telling you, though, if they get the bus driver that does the 160 from Penn Station or from up to the Port Authority to the track, you'll get everyone home. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
All right, let's roll. Daytime decisions, ready, Ranger Radio. Uh, continue. So, yeah, just before we bring Fluid in, I went to the sports book uh, earlier today. We got a bunch of tickets uh, here. We'll share what we played. We literally, we, we got a little crazy today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Can you 12, count that high? 16. I got 16 tickets here, although I played the same thing two or three times. So, probably about 13, 14 plays uh, in this stack. But I swear to God, man. I like getting places fast, but the driver's insane. This guy should be a NASCAR driver or something. Like, this guy gets from uh, from the Port Authority to the Meadowlands in, like, 17, 18 minutes. He don't play around, man. <laughs> like, you, you see, we're, we're, we're on the highway. There's, like, truckers that are getting out of his way and stuff. Like, this is the Motor Express, the D-Gen Motor Express. You got to get to the book fast. This guy, I want to find out his name. This guy don't play around. He's going to get you to that book fast, fastest way. Hell, I get there faster from there than I do from Jersey. But uh, that's besides the point. All right, let's bring uh, Mike Blewett in right now, who's been a victim of the – Mike's been a victim of the MetLife Transit uh, scene before, haven't you, Mike? (laughs) Mike Mike Blewett. Yes. Yeah, we got you now. You got me now? Okay. So I figure I, since you were actually in the room, you would have been you, ready to go off the top, but they didn't have your mic on, right? Correct. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm not even there, uh, but I know. The producers know that they're, they are red-faced. No, no, they I, know it's them. They know it's them. And I don't know, but they always blame George. Oh, well, you know, George and the equipment. And it's like, no, no, just turn the damn mic on. Yeah. Like, I've never, I've never been, like, honestly, like, mic on, <laughs> mic off, guys. <laughs> so... Uh, when it's I tried- just no, it's like every guest that we have, hey guys, and it's like a minute later it comes up. It's like, geez, come on, delay. Man. You get that uh, newscaster. Yeah, you're delay. sitting in the damn room. You're right. Like, I am. You're in the damn room. Just a tremendous right. collection of talented producers around me uh, in the studio. So they're happy to be mentioned on air. <laughs> Yang, Yang may be less thrilled than others, but uh, in any event, it took no, me like, from MetLife. No, no, it sorry, took me ninety sorry, minutes sorry. to get to the stadium. I want to say it's sort of like NJ Trends. It's like you got one job. Like it's like punting the ball. It's like make the bike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. It's so a what? radio. It's a radio show. All right. So first of all, it's like it's like doing a TV show. Oh shit, the camera's not on. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Like, it's tough doing live TV when the camera's not on. You're not going to get a good sense of the game, a good feel for the game when you can't see who's going up and down the court or who's going across the field. I, I hear you. I'm with all you. Right. All right. Okay. You good? Yeah, we'll be good. I, I'm sorry. It's just yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so just for the record, yeah, um, we uh, we warned you on that Sunday morning. You were going to the football game. It's yes. a good story, Kurt. Yep. Mike Blue was going to see the Jet game. Yep. We're doing the Sunday morning NFL show, yep. and I tell Mike, uh, I say it was about eleven o'clock. Or so I say you can head out early. I know you. Know, you better leave soon if you want to get out of the game. And Mike gave me the old. I've lived here a lot longer than you, Marenzi. <laughs> Don't you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, just because you had a chance, you know what I mean? He gave me, like, the attitude. I'm going to get there, no problem. Don't worry about it. Casually leaves at 1220. Yeah. I probably left later. <laughs> Casually leaves. Yeah, it might have been 1230-ish. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, this guy's really pushing it. And you're like, I'll be there a little after one. Yeah. And you even had a nice luxury suite, too. You had a suite with your buddies. I did. Booze and food and everything. Yes, and sir. What time did you get there, Mike? About 2 o'clock? Two o'clock. Uh, probably left the studio at like twelve thirty ish, twelve forty. 
Uh, I'm in Penn Station at 1245. I'm like, ah, there'll be a train here any moment. Uh, I'll be there, you know, 115. I'll stroll into the stadium. I'll, I'll miss the, you know, part of the first quarter. Nope. I didn't get – the train didn't pull up until 2. Uh, I probably got into my suite at 215. Uh, so I'm not asking anybody to cry for me because I got to watch a game in a suite. The point is that it's like seven miles from here, and it took an hour and 15 minutes by train. You're just sitting in Sea Caucus – like they want, like as if you want to be there for 40 minutes. And I've, I'm going up to officials from the transportation authority saying, I thought this, it says online that trains roll like every 10 minutes. They're like, yeah, well, once the game starts, uh, we don't really run them that often. And I'm like, really? So the people yeah, that are because- slightly late become extremely late. They're like, yeah, like we just run a few extra during the uh, morning and then that's it. So. So and you gotta like their excuse. Oh, it's the WWE's fault. Like they're like yeah. they're they're like we had six trains ready to go. See, they're like we had six trains ready to go to one in the morning. You have eighty-two thousand people there. Right. There's eighty-two thousand people there. And but most of them are not from here. Wrestling fans. Like, like so they yeah they blame. But that's the thing. It's like so. What about every giant and jet game, guys? Like, what's your deal then? Right. They just don't care. I totally they don't agree. Care. I totally agree like, on this. I saw the Michigan thing too. You don't think, oh, Michigan Wolverines are playing Rutgers. Kind of a big deal, you know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't it was Saturday, there was no extra anything. No. There was like thirty thousand maize and blue fans. Same crap. I was like, oh boy, here we go again. My thought process <laughs> on this is if the Giants oh, you can pick any entity, but if the Giants don't have the clout to say to the New Jersey Transportation Authority, hey, we need a few more trains. And they, if they can't get that done, I, I don't know who can. I don't know or, who can. Or the fact that the Giants don't care either. Well, that's right? That worse. they're just like, whatever. That it's sort of like, well, you know, hey, it is, it is what it is. Everyone but they're sort begging of knows you it. not to drive at the same time. Yeah. You want to have a good time, have some drinks at the game. I know they want the parking. Like I said. Piece, but. Unless you're like me and you're willing to hang out in the parking lot to heckle Eli like Manning an hour after the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two hours, three hours, That's like four hours time. until your train finally shows we, up. We were there so long. We had left the giant game. We were there so long that we left. I, I, we were really outside of the parking lot when when the giant players were leaving. <laughs> well, Gabe, <laughs> George, what? George was actually on Fantasy Football Live when I came in hot. After the game, talking to Galena and Cam and George, and had and was complaining about it like live, like right when it had just happened. Because by the way, getting home wasn't any easier. No, that's the thing. It I'm there isn't. two hours. I get to the Penn Station two hours after the game. I don't want to be in New Jersey on a Sunday afternoon after the game is over. No offense, love Dude, Jersey, I, but come on. I remember poor Frank Stample. He uh, he went with us to the game. He didn't go to the game. He just wanted to go to the sports book. He wanted to bet on the game, and he had a ticket to cash. And same thing. He thought it'd be like you know, in and out. <laughs> sure. No, no. He got home I think at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Like we left at five. We left the studio at five. We got there at eight. He didn't get home till about ten thirty or eleven or something. <laughs> like he might as well went to the damn game. You know what I'm saying? Right. He might, he might as well just gone to the game at, at that point. Yeah. yeah, it's a disaster. But, hey, it, it is what it is. So, speaking of disasters, 
uh, your boy, your Steeler fan, yeah. Antonio Brown. Yeah. This guy, like, well, you know, at this point, I think he, he's like LeVar Ball. We should just ignore him. I'm in uh, there. Almost. I've been there for a while already. But I, yeah. you're right. You're right. How can we take him seriously with that stupid blonde goatee anyways? Like, the guy's an idiot. Like, and now it's just daily, right? It's just daily, 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 daily. I just and I sub- say this. Go ahead. I'm glad he's not on the Bills just because he's this much of a jerk. Like, I wouldn't want it. would be embarrassing that if he was on our team. And McDermott would want to kill him. Like, really, McDermott hates prima donnas and divas and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, people think Odell Beckham's a bad guy. Odell's an angel next to this guy. I agree with you. So, I, I think that it, it – I think the one thing that's difficult – to get him to try to get him to stop any of these antics is that everything he's done leading up to this has worked in his favor. He's become the best receiver. He's been paid the most. So he's sort of approaching a God complex in that anything he's done and said to this point has resulted in massive success. Even, you know, he's kicked out of his house when he's 16 years old. I think he's got some longstanding emotional issues, obviously with being disrespected or something that he perceives to be disrespected about. And now he lands in Oakland, and they give him a contract extension for virtually no reason. There wasn't any reason for him to do that. So why he would go fire away at Juju Smith-Schuster is just maybe he thinks he's a WWE star, and this is all for fun and all for entertainment. But it certainly seems that the targets of this don't feel that way. Uh, George, you know, there's been prima donna wide receivers in the past. Normally it's, you know, get me the ball. Um, you know, there's there's been, like I said, it, normally this is the prima donna, me, me, me guy in the league over the years, but he might be the biggest jerk of them all. Like, this takes, like, T.O. wasn't this bad. You know what I mean? T.O. wasn't this bad. Uh, Randy Moss wasn't this bad. You go down the list of wide receivers that just, they, he's taken this to a whole new level of just jerked them. Well, Mike said it. No one's No one's kept them in check. He's let him run wild because he produces on the field, so they haven't tried to stop him. And why he cares so much about Juju Smith-Schuster is beyond me. You're not on Pittsburgh anymore. Well, if you're doing this, that means you sort of still wish you were on Pittsburgh, right? Is that what we're going with here? Because uh, why would he also go after JSS? Why? He's saying, oh, he had fumble problems. That's why we didn't make the playoffs because you know, I guess that game in New Orleans he's bringing up there. And uh, it just doesn't make any sense here why he's bringing this back up. You got your new contract. You got your money. You should be happy. Yeah, he should be. He's bringing up fumbles and stuff. You know, at least uh, at least Schuster showed up every week. Didn't show up freaking for a coat, right? I mean, and, and so now it's finally happened. And I said this this morning, where and I think some people probably listening thinking, ah, like why would other teams care? I said that Antonio Brown's talking so much now that just everyone's gonna want to get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And lo and behold, it started. What's the guy's name? Jalen Smith, I think it is, um, on the Houston Texans. He doesn't even have any skin in the game. And he said, I'm going to smash this guy. And they said, this guy's running his mouth like a fool. And he's not even a stealer. And he goes, this guy's making fun of Schuster for fumbling. He goes, I'm going to smash him. Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle jumps online. Says the same thing. Says, you're classless, bro. You're classless. Like, words out. Like, the football gods are going to get Antonio Brown. <laughs> like, they are. And it's going to be funny to see. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. George Kurtz in for uh, Cam Stewart. Uh, Mike Blewett uh, with us. Cam Stewart's going to check in uh, from Vegas in the 5 o'clock hour. Maybe. We'll see. He's not too uh, lit up and uh, dialed uh, dialed in. Maybe could be at, uh, at the tables for all we know. So I said Jalen Smith for the record. I don't know where I pulled Jalen Smith from. Jalen Smith is a Maryland Terrapin. That's for you, Sussman. He's a Maryland Terrapin who's announced he's going to be coming back uh, to the Terps. Uh, Justin Reed was the name I was looking for. <laughs> Justin Reed. Jalen Smith, Justin so yeah, Reed. Justin Reed. Yeah, I don't know. At least Jalen Smith was relevant. That was the point. At least, at least Jalen Smith was relevant. But uh, So Justin Reed of the Houston Texans, who actually they are playing the Raiders this year, um, says, I respect his game, but I can't wait to smash this dude. Laughing emoji. No need for that. After, you know, and he, he screen cap Antonio Brown say, boy, fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everyone went blind uh, to busy making guys famous. Not enough really these days. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Screw you, Antonio Brown. So Justin Reed wants to smash him. And then Eric Weddle um, jumped on into the thread and said, no need for that. Showing true colors uh, right here. No respect for this dude. Talking about Antonio Brown. And that's the thing. I mean, it just see you now. You're demeaning people for for fumbling a football when Juju Smith Schuster was one of the best players on the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. I have to tell you, Mike, you're a Steeler fan. He was the best player on the team last year. Yeah, he was consistent. Yeah, so he made a mistake. Oh, he fumbled a football. Don't think that doesn't have a big part to do with it either. I mean, it, it does. I think he was salty about it. Brown, he was salty that Juju got named Team MVP by his teammates. I think. Oh, without all, a doubt, all this stuff was brewing. Then Juju played his tail off for, you know, whatever it was, 14, 15 weeks at this point. He no-shows, and now he's got a lot to say about Juju Smith-Schuster, who... Yeah, the truth comes out. By any count, has been a really good teammate so far. The truth comes out, and I said this all along. I said that he's been using... He's been using... People use Ben Roethlisberg as the reason. Oh, Ben this, I didn't like what Ben... And the thing is, Ben is a jerk. Yeah, you know, two things can be right at the same time, I agree. right? So, but, yeah, so it's easy for people to say, "Well, it's true," because you know, whatever. Ben is kind of an asshole. So, but thing is, I think his real beef wasn't really with Ben Roethlisberger. I think his beef was that Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball to this kid, and he saw that this kid was really coming on, and cutting cutting into his 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 turf, so to speak. Still, yeah, he's got 110 catches. It's not like they I know. were ignoring him. The Steelers threw I know. more because they've got because because they were so good. But it shows what a psychopath he is. He is. That he is. he's unhappy about the targets, George, 
even though I believe the exact number was like 11.9 or 12.2 or something, like Antonio Brown might have been one of the most, if not the most targeted guy in the league, basically. Like, he's right up there. Let right. me, I'm going to look it up right now. I agree with Mike. I think uh, Mike and I have talked about this before. I think it's exactly what he said. I think the fact that he didn't, you know, that Antonio Brown wasn't the team MVP, that they liked somebody more, upset him. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, Ben has got his issues, too, and I don't think he, uh, Antonio Brown likes being called out by Ben, and Ben pretty much uh, blaming everyone but himself. I think that's part of it as well. But Brown not getting the accolades that he's used to about being the greatest player on the planet. You know, always on, on, on the Pittsburgh Steelers, the fact that Smith-Schuster did have a better season. I think I, all this contributed. I mean, for him to be throwing stones now is hilarious for someone who did not, not show up the last week of the season. Pretty much said, yeah, I'm not going to play for Cincinnati, but I'll show up on game day, but I'm not showing up to practice, and he was suspended. I mean, this is uh, throwing stones in glass houses. It makes no sense. Yeah, and last year the totals, gave. I have them in front of me. Yeah. Julio Jones led the league with 170. Uh, Antonio Brown second with uh, 169. Juju right behind, and Devontae Adams with 169 as well. And then Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster with 166. So uh, maybe if he'd showed up in Week 17 – then he would have, you know, he would have had the target lead. In fact, he would have. So him, but him and Devontae Adams, yeah, are tied, right? Yeah. Eleven point three. That's right. And Juju Smith-Schuster here is uh, ten point four. You know, so basically, yeah. So you got targeted more than any other guy in the league, essentially. Yet you're still unhappy. Correct. Listen, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, its addition through subtraction at this point, coming into this upcoming year, Mike, they won't have. Le'Veon Bell stuff hanging around them, the controversy. They won't have um, they won't have this this Antonio Brown stuff, and this has been festering for a while too. Antonio Brown is a changed person. You heard players talk. Remember Ryan Clark talked about it, said that he he basically he changed instantly as soon as he got money, and it's just sort of grown and grown and grown and grown. So really, yeah, he's an ultra talented player. He's going to be in purgatory with the Raiders right now. And uh, I think the Steelers will be fine without him. They, they, you know, they have to address this in a draft. James James Washington is the key now, guys. What What is he going to be able to contribute here in, in year two? Ben called him out. Ben said, hey, we got to get more from this kid. We drafted him pretty high. So he gets his opportunity now, Mike. Yeah. I guess the, my concern there is that they did draft him high, so they have to have some level of comfort with using him in that number two wide receiver role. However, he didn't come anywhere near what Juju Smith-Schuster's production was as a rookie. He was a disappearing act for much of the season. Uh, I think they have to have some level of confidence that he comes in there. They've obviously added guys like uh, Moncrief there to try to round out that receiving core. But it comes back to what I've been saying for them for a while. Because there's so much drama on the offensive side of the football, there's a thought that things are broken there. I didn't think they did a very good job of shading the pass so heavily in the last eight weeks of the season, but when it comes down to it, this team has not been the same since Ryan Shazier got hurt. The major problems on the team continue to be defensive. defensive. They don't have a middle linebacking core that's worth anything anymore, and they have to, in the draft, address that, whether it's trading up to try to get Devin Bush or they end up with Brian Burns or somebody else at linebacker. They need something in the middle to help them stop that. They've tried to address it in the defensive backfield, but picks like Artie Burns have failed. Uh, We'll see if uh, Terrell Edmonds can continue to improve uh, year over year. But the front four has been fine, and the outside linebackers have been adequate. They signed Mark Barron for the Rams. That will help. But 
Uh, I don't. They need to draft that's a some short-term players. Yeah, no, plan. defensively. Oh, you're right, and you're right. The Philadelphia, the 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 Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Steelers problems weren't scoring. I mean, no. it's that defense. The secondary hasn't been really the same for the last couple of years in the post like Taylor days, really, and Troy Polamalu, et cetera. They've never really fully addressed it. The linebackers have been a problem. Yeah, the defense, the pass rush is basically all around. I would just, you know, the offense is fine. The offense will be fine. I would draft a wide receiver and just load up, man, defensively right now. Yeah. They scored the six most points in the league. The only team that had more passing yards than them was the Tampa Bay Bucks, and that team was trailing in every single game. So uh, I do think it will be defense in this first round. I can't see them making any kind of offensive pick. I never criticize if they were to take an offensive lineman. I wouldn't be critical, but uh, I think it's got to be a focus has to be middle linebacker. Mark Barron isn't a solution. He's a stopgap just in case things fail through the draft. Yeah, it was some depth. It was just some, some depth. Which which uh, which they need. Here's Thanks the story for contributing here. in the draft, by the way, Gabe. We're doing that a lot. We're doing that mock draft on Thursday night. Myself and the College Football Today guys, who you've worked with many times, and we have guys like you participating in the picks for their favorite teams. So uh, that's a little. Oh, I'm tease just supposed there. to do the Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're just doing. The am Bills. I doing the second round too, or just the first round? I think we'll just do the first round. But we'll, you can give me a list of players that you want them to grab after the first round. I was surprised with the uh, first round uh, pick. Why? You think it's too high? Uh, I think I might have gone with secret? the other. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it a secret. I think I might have gone with a different guy at that position. Interesting, interesting. They both go to. Uh, There's your tease. Yeah, I know. It's, it's basically exactly. It's it's pick pick your pick your stud. So when 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 does Kurtz make the pick? Cowboys like uh, they're off the board. <laughs> Amari Cooper, fifty eighth overall, it. no pick. Uh, so no, you don't make the uh, no pick for Kurtz. <laughs> no pick for Kurtz. No pick. Cam gets one from Vegas, maybe if he's alive. Cam can get one yeah, at twenty-one. Good. good luck with that. Yeah, I know it's a fifty-fifty proposition. <laughs> what is that? One of those tickets that you're flashing earlier? Whether Cam makes it to the end of the national t- title game? <laughs> okay, so speaking of which, actually, yes. Um, it's funny that you say that because I'm just looking. New York Post just posted something. Robots could do a better job than umpires in Major League Baseball games. And it's funny. Damn Shout right out to our boy. You don't have to tell that to George Kurtz. He's been banging that no, George. for two years. So you're pro-robot, George, for uh, for uh, umpiring, officially, officiating? Uh, certainly the home plate umpire. The home plate umpire is a joke. He's just a joke. I mean, I, it drives me insane whenever you hear, uh, oh, you know, the, the, the Hall of Fame pitcher. Justin Verlander tonight will get a 24-inch strike zone. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. But the rookie pitcher only gets a 12-inch strike zone. You know, where does it say that in the rule book? That strike zone's different for the type of pitcher. Why does the strike zone change from the third inning to the seventh inning? There's no way. Now, listen, all of us are old enough to remember in the 70s where the umpires wore the balloon chest protectors where they stood right over the middle of the catcher, right at home plate. We all remember that, and the strike zone seemed to be more accurately called. Now they all sit no, on the funny, inside yeah. half because they want the catcher to block all the shots. They don't want to get hit. So they all sit over the inside half. They're guessing on the outside corner. Right. Guessing. They have no clue. No clue, and there's nothing. It doesn't seem like there's any repercussions for these bad umpires. That is, they're clueless as far, as far as the strike zone. Listen, I'm not saying they, they should get every call correct. No one's ever going to do that, but they miss so many. It's a joke, and so many are six, eight inches outside. It's like, what the hell is going on here? They're, they're just guessing here. I like to see. I think you have less. You want games to go quicker? You'd have less arguments. You can make the strike zone any size you want, and you, guys have to swing the bat. 
because you know you're going to get called a strike. You're not going to have any arguments anymore. The manager's not going to be coming out yelling at the home plate umpire. The batter's not going to you know do his little circle around the uh, around the batter's box because he didn't like the strike call. And then there's an argument. What are you going to do though? Here. What a track zone, sort of like the the box. Yeah, K like, zones, uh, Quest Tech, whatever you want to do. Yeah, like uh, behind the uh, the home plate, you have a green light for a ball, red light for a strike. It's that simple. You know, ding. Strike. Ding. Uh-huh. Ball. Eric Burns okay, did this experiment. Easy. Eric Burns did this experiment uh, with Real Sports, HBO. And he sat behind in a minor league game or an independent league game with a headset on. And the person monitoring the computer called strikes would relay it to him, and he would make the call. There was about a one-second delay, which isn't really all that much considering the number of pitches. You know, we're totaling 270 pitches a night, one second each. Like, are we really worried about adding the four minutes if we're getting all the calls right? And they didn't make any mistakes for the entire game. It's just but computer But you wouldn't generated. be adding four minutes because the games would go by quicker. That's There'd be true. none of this bullcrap of arguing or debating a call here. And it would be fair because the strike zone would be the same for everybody. You know, we see this all the time, man. Certain pitches get certain strikes. Certain batters get, oh, well, this batter's, you know, it's Wade Boggs. He's a 340 average. He must know that's a ball. I mean, it's, it's all bullcrap that goes on here. It's all, I said it's, is, it's not fair. I, I, I can't stand it. This is an interesting uh, so interesting study. A study of nearly 4 million Major League Baseball pitches by Boston University finance professor Mark Williams and a team of graduate students found in 2018 there were 34,294 incorrect umpire calls. <laughs> that averaged to 14 bad calls a game, 1.6 per inning. The Boston University team also found that less experienced younger umpires in their prime outperform veteran umpires. They also found that there's a clear two-strike bias in favor of pitchers. The study was released April 8th, and it names names of the best and the worst umpires. And if this is any consolation of the players who were called out on strikes incorrectly, the percent of third-strike mistakes last year, 21.5%. Wow. I believe Aaron Judge leads baseball as far as the most, uh, the worst calls against. I think it's 181 uh, going into this weekend as far as over the last couple of years as far as wrong calls against him. Matt Carpenter was second. All right, hang in here, Mike. Uh, we'll get your uh, your quick take on uh, on the track meet uh, tonight. Not- From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Waiting for the back to live action, fellas. But we are live. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Chart Video. Fantasy Sports Art Radio Network. All right, so we've got a couple of bits for uh, 5 o'clock here, Mike. So uh, we'll throw it to you since uh, George doesn't even know who's playing uh, tonight. (laughs) I knew, damn it. I didn't know their names, but I knew. You sort of knew. Yeah, you knew the point spread. Um, You knew there were two teams playing hoops tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, lowest total ever, 117 and a half for a national title game. It's rough, man. 
Virginia's uh, one and a half. Let me just refresh and make sure it's still one and a half. But uh, what do you think of the game today? Uh, I think that these guys are spot on. There's, I know there's a couple of trends that lean towards Texas Tech winning it, but the difference is so razor thin between these two teams from a defensive standpoint. I, I just feel like this is going to go down to the wire like Virginia's last two games. Um, I'm a little emotional about it because I have a friend whose stepson is on the team. I, so from that standpoint, it's an emotional pick, I would say, for me to say Virginia. But I feel like they've escaped with their lives the last two games. I, I think they do it one more time. It won't surprise me either way. Texas Tech yeah. has been more impressive uh, between the two, though. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They've played better during this tournament. Here's, uh, here's some history in a national championship. 24-10. Uh, and 10. Modern modern point spread national championship history favorites are twenty four and ten, uh, straight up. So it's it's a one and a half point point spread. Uh, the under nineteen and fourteen going back to nineteen eighty five, seven and two in the last nine years. The under now the total is real low. It what it listen it was one eighteen it went down to one seventeen and a half. I was at the book and I see it's at one eighteen and a half uh, right now. So it's starting to climb up. You're saying it goes under tonight. First one to 50 wins, 52-50 type thing? Yeah, this would be, what, a 60-58 to kind of game? Yeah. I think that's yeah, right I think on that's, the, what that's right there. I think we're going to get Yeah. yeah I think that's where we get. Well, I can see 59-57 win for Virginia, right? I'll go with that. That's yeah. my pick, 59-57 Virginia. 59-57 Virginia. Get that's it's under. That is barely up. under. Is. Ooh, that's 116. Take it. I'm going to say 60-59. <laughs> Sixty-one, sixty. Thanks, Mike. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Good afternoon, I'm George Kurtz, and this is your Fantasy News Update. In Major League Baseball, we have 10 games happening today. Two are currently being played. Right now, the Cubs are shellacking uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates in their home opener 10 to nothing. Bad news for the Cubs, however, is John Lester had to lead this game with a tight hamstring after pitching only two innings, so he's not going to get the victory. Lester, two innings, three hits, one walk, four strikeouts. No word yet on the severity of his injury. Schwarber has hit his third home run for the Cubs. Talion for the Pittsburgh Pirates, really... His line looks much worse than it actually is. He also, two innings pitch, four hits, six runs, two walks, four strikeouts. But none of the runs were earned. So he won't kill your ERA, but he will kill your whip. Uh, three errors by Newman really contribute to a lot of these runs for the Chicago Cubs. 10 nothing Cubs over Pittsburgh in the Wrigley Field home opener, bottom of the seventh in this game. Top of the eighth, Tampa Bay Rays lead the Chicago White Sox 4-1 to one in this game. Blake Snell and the ace for the Rays pitching here. He's gone. He went six innings, six hits, one run. It was earned. 11 strikeouts. The one run was a home run by Rondon, his first of the season. Rodon, not Rondon, Rodon pitched for Chicago White Sox today. Four and two-thirds innings, eight hits, four runs, all earned, nine strikeouts. But he's trailing. 4-1, Rays lead the White Sox, top of the eighth. Other games tonight, headlined by the Yankees and the Astros. Verlander up against Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, Verlander has a lot of success against the Yankees, especially in Houston, which has sort of been a uh, place of doom for the Yankees. They are now, have not played well 
in Minute Maid Park over the past couple of years. Astros are minus 165 tonight. Yankees are plus 140. No Tyler Wade in the lineup for the Yankees tonight, if that was interesting to you. Other American League games. Oakland Athletics will play the Baltimore Orioles. Marco Estrada against Andrew Kashner. Athletics minus 155. Orioles plus 135. Seattle Mariners, Felix Hernandez, the King Felix, well, maybe not the King so much anymore, minus 135 against the Kansas City Royals, Homer Bailey going for the Royals, they're plus 115. Over in the National League, maybe the marquee match above the National League tonight is Washington against Philadelphia. Annabelle Sanchez will make his second start of the season, left his last start after getting hit with the ball, he's okay. Well, he might not be at the facing Philadelphia in Philly tonight, Washington's plus 130. Vince Velasquez makes his first start of the season for the Philadelphia Phillies. Minus 150. Los Angeles Dodgers and St. Louis Cardinals. Dodgers had a late night win over Colorado in Coors Field last night. Ryu, one minus 115. Nicholas, minus 105, is the pitching matchup in that game. Atlanta will go to Coors Field to play Colorado tonight. Julio Turan, minus 105. Kyle Freeland, minus 115. Colorado also placed pitcher Kyle Anderson on the IL, not the L, the IL, due to an elbow injury. No William on one, he might return out at least 10 days. San Diego Padres play with San Francisco Giants tonight. Eric Lauer versus Madison Baumgartner. Lauer plus, uh, San Diego plus 100. Giants minus 120 in this game. Interleague tonight, we have the Brewers minus 115 against the Los Angeles Angels minus 105. That's Chase Seen versus Cahill. In the NHL, Joe Crenville has officially been hired by the Florida Panthers. He will be their new head coach. And now rumors are going around that Artemi Panarin could leave uh, in free agency to come to join Quenville, who is very close to. Florida's problem, though, hasn't been offense. They can score goals. Hoffman, Huberto, Trocek, Barkov. The problem has been keeping him out of their net. And last I checked, Panarin does not play goaltender. The NHL begins their second season, the NHL playoffs, which we are all waiting for. That begins on Wednesday. Uh, that will open up with Columbus at Tampa Bay. That's the one versus eight, eight seed. Uh, listen, the NHL doesn't have the greatest seeding system on the planet. They don't go by uh, number one versus number eight. It goes by conference and where you're playing in division. It's silly, but that's the way it is. Tampa Bay will play Columbus. Pittsburgh will be at the New York Islanders on Long Island. St. Louis will be at Winnipeg. Dallas at Nashville. Vegas will be at San Jose. Those are the five series I saw on Wednesday. Toronto will be at Boston. Carolina at Washington. Colorado at Calgary. Those three series will start on Thursday. The NCAA has their championship game tonight. Virginia, minus one and a half versus Texas Tech. Uh, that will decide who wins the, uh, the championship there. there are, the NBA is quiet tonight. No games in the NBA. In the NFL, teams that have hired a new coach can start off-season activities this week. Jets, Packers, and such. We'll see how that works out. Le'Veon Bell, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and that unflattering report that came out on Bleacher Report about his relationship with Mike McCarthy and several other teammates. Uh, and those, a lot of those teammates came out and trashed him. Not current teammates, guys like Ryan Grant, Jermichael Finley, came out and trashed Rodgers. Should be interesting to see how he handles that if he has to uh, talk to the media this week. Antonio Brown, Lucas Mishus to continue their social media war. We'll see how this heats up over the week. I'm George Clinton. This has been your Fantasy News Update. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Oh boy. All right, level two is begun. I'm on the Tampa Bay Rays, and I'm on the under. I see the bases are loaded. I see the ball isn't in play, but I don't know what's going on. 
It's taking forever, going too. On right now, there was a pickoff attempt, and he's safe at second, I believe. Yeah, they called him safe, but the batter is down, so nothing's going on right now. All right. Um, was this game on the Major League Baseball Network or something? No, I got the package, so uh, I'm watching. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, George A. played around. All right. I didn't check today. What, what's the under? It's uh, is it eight or eight and a half? It is. Man, I got a lot of tickets here. Um, <laughs> sixteen of them apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, ugh, it's eight. Under eight. Yeah, right now, Tampa Bay or oh, yeah. Tampa Bay, George, are like eight here, to they're, one. They're to reviewing the, under. the play. They're reviewing the play, Gabe. So uh, the White yeah, Sox think just... they got him at second base on the pickoff here. So uh, they're reviewing. There's two outs. So that would be the end of this if uh, he doesn't. Yeah, we're in the eighth inning eight. too, right? Yep, 4-1, top, top eight. eight, two outs, bases loaded. Yeah, so I'm on the Tampa Bay race. So here's a ticket right here. I'm holding it up. I got the Tampa Bay race, $50, or 50 bucks. Didn't go crazy. I played a bunch of baseball today, so I'm on the Chicago Cubs. Oh, you're going to get to a nice start to your day. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I bet the under in the um, in the Pirate game, that's a loser. I would rip it up right now, but I like uh, I like to keep them in piles. I have the winner pile and the loser pile, and then hopefully <laughs> we have more winners. Yeah, and no, I will at the end of the night. I'll throw them out. Uh, I'll throw them uh, out. He was but, he was uh, ruled safe at second base, so Tampa Bay is still up. Uh, the base is loaded. Three one. All count. right. And we should note it's ten nothing for the Chicago Cubs, so that game's already over the number. And I figured after an emotional series with the Cincinnati Reds, you know, uh, George. The Pittsburgh Pirates haven't beaten anybody besides the Cincinnati Reds this year. Well, it's it works out for a couple of teams, right? You're playing that home on home to uh, start off the season. Ah, what did you, th- walked what in did a you think about Derek Dietrich yesterday? I think he deserves to get hit. It's so too much. I. Okay, same wave. Yeah, he stayed there for a long time to admire that ball. Doing the little I don't mind the, the old bat really, flip. Really look at it. I'm not an anti-bat flip guy. I, I live with the bat flip. It's like a slam dunk, whatever. Bat flips are all right. Hell, Mickey Mantle bat flip. You know what I mean? Like, Joe, like there's footage of, like, Joe DiMaggio flipping bats. So, um, people have been right. flipping. He kept, the, he kept it low. He kept it at his butt he, or lower when he threw out. Yeah. And he missed them. No, no, so you I can't no stand there. And another thing is, not like too. That. Not like that. You're a bum. You're a nobody. You're a D-trick. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not Barry Bonds. You're not, like... Mike Trout doesn't even do that. Like, you're on a one-win baseball team. You've won one game all year, and you're standing there admiring your work like that. You're a jackass. You know, he's he's a jackass. You know, Archer should probably own it after instead of saying, "Oh, I lost control." But he's trying to avoid suspension, obviously. Yeah. But no, I'm on. I'm, I think he was a jackass. Yeah. The umpire should have thrown him out. He threw at him. Should have thrown him out. Five-one Tampa Bay. By the way, he was uh, walking a run. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if I can get out of this uh, with 5-1 even. All right, we'll see if Cam checks in next. Maybe. The over-under. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Game time attention. Ready for Rage Radio. That's Sports our Radio Network. I Heart our Radio. Now on YouTube as well. Uh, get the word out uh, that we're now on uh, YouTube. Um, we're seeing. Uh, we're going to see if the Raging Redhead Cam Store is going to check in. Do we have Cam? I don't think so, yes, right? Yes, we do have him. Oh, we do have Cam. Are you guys going to tell me? <laughs> what, what's behind door number one? Uh, you didn't say anything. Hear what? Like, uh, all right, so here's uh, here's Cam. We got that Ranger Redhead Cam, Stuart. What's going on, Cam? What's happening, Marenci? Yeah, no, it's been pretty crazy start to the trip. Uh, left the airport yesterday. I thought Sunday was going to be smooth, but uh, these Boeing planes, I don't know what's going on. There was delays in uh, Raleigh, uh, Chicago, everywhere, and uh, obviously Vegas was the longest one. Uh, Three-hour delay, buddy, so we rolled into town about uh, 5 o'clock in the morning uh, Eastern. Pretty crazy stuff. People were going bananas at the airport. This Boeing stuff's uh, out of control. Like, it was nuts. The B team was at Pearson yesterday. So what, you got into Vegas at like 2 in the morning? Yeah, 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 5, yeah, five, five Eastern. Yeah, it was crazy. Three-hour delay. Our flight was delayed three hours there, so people were going bananas, like even before the flight. It, it was nuts. But hey, we're here now. It's all good. My brother's going to pick up his motorbike from his locker. Going to meet him and uh, already put in some futures. Looked at the, the NHL futures, caught some good odds, took, took the Dallas Stars 35-1. to 1. In the cup, I thought that was a pretty good one. Uh, Columbus at 40, just taking a few uh, stats, some long shots here. And uh, great for the Masters odds, too. It's crazy, man. I thought I found Rory McIlroy at 12-1, to 1, but it turned out to be a 5. But you got to shop around here. Like some guys, Alexander Shifley at our casino, 15. I found him out otherwheres for like 45. So like I'm talking not just like a couple points of difference, like real different. Nuts. Yeah, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to go online and check, uh, check all the books. Uh... All, all the different numbers. You want to get the best uh, possible value. So, did you get uh, did you get blasted on on the plane on the way there? No, I didn't. No, no. I took uh, some gravels and fell asleep. I was gonna. I met some guy in line, and he had some drinks, and uh, we were talking, and we were gonna go, but uh, they were on a different side of the plane than me. So, no, I didn't get blasted. After this, I'm gonna get blasted, though. I really need a drink. All right, so well, Gabe uh, what do you drink what, right now? By the way, uh, the White Sox got out of that inning. Gabe five one one Tampa bottom eight. Oh, good, good. Shit. Yeah, there we go. A good start. Byzine uh, Vince put some bets in today. I should have listened to him on the Cubs, but uh, we went on Tampa Bay. Good start for the Rays. They got lots of runs early in that game. I thought that game might go over the number, but uh, this team just keeps on winning. Gabe, we talked about it too. Georgia, the Rays, a very gritty club. They jump on you early. Very, very positive performance. And with Snell on the hill, uh, I know the White Sox aren't going to get any runs. So uh, what? Uh, you're putting in plays for Visine Vince down there. Yeah, I do. We keep an account. Uh, he texts me some stuff when I'm at the book, and then uh, we settle up when he goes home. Probably going out to watch a league playoff game, and uh, he'll either be up or down. That's what, that's what friends are for, right, Marenzi? Doing bets for their buddies <laughs> anywhere, anytime. Yeah, but he has action anyways. Anywhere. He just wants he just wants some Vegas yeah. action. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, he's got action on his book, and then he wants it live too. Yeah, he's uh, he likes to uh, to shop around like you know, like me. But he, he wants he wants he wants to feel involved. So. So listen, you 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 played Virginia like last month or something like that, didn't? So what did, yeah. what did you get Virginia at? Eight to one or fourteen to one? What was it? Seventeen to one at the start at the start of the season. Seventeen to one. 
and we got a Texas Tech ticket at 42. Not as much. Uh, I just talked to Billy the doorman. He's texting me because it's kind of crazy right now. With, uh, you know, I'm waiting for my brother and stuff. We're trying to do the math, but we've guaranteed ourselves 2,400. If Virginia wins, we win an extra, I think, 18 tonight on the game. So we're just uh, basically, Gabe, I hedged. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think Virginia might win, but I'm not getting in front of Texas Tech the way they played against Michigan State. That was a balls deep, like, gutsy, gutsy performance by those guys. Just mean defense and yeah me and the guy from the sports book at the fremont we're talking about the total he's like that's the lowest total i've ever seen i go 119 i go well, you can't bet the over in this game Virginia's going to walk it up the court and texas plays defense first team to 50 might win yeah i know i'm on I, i'm on the over <laughs> yeah. I'm, Good I'm, luck aware. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware Good luck of the uh i'm aware of uh of the pace and what what, what could happen here I gotta believe that they could both get into the mid fifties, though. That's all I really need. They get into the mid fifties, and we should get there. I'm thinking. I think you're gonna need sixty to win the game. I could be off. It might be one of these fifty-two, fifty-one games. Um, I, I, you know, I still think we can get there. I think they're gonna get to like hundred and twenty-one or something like that. hundred and twenty. For the record, it is the, um, it is the lowest total. For, for a college to- yeah. uh, championship game. so And it's going back yeah, up. I mean, it's up to like 118 and a half right now. So people are starting to chip away at the over a bit. Yeah, we were talking about that at the book with the director. I'm like, this this has got to be the lowest total. Yeah, you confirmed it there. We were just shocked. Was, uh, there wasn't many uh, horse tracks going. I love Monday for horse racing, but it's all the B tracks like Park Philadelphia and Mahoning Valley. Like I wanted to play uh, with some seniors. Ran into my old buddy uh, in, in a wheelchair that we used to hang out with the El Cortez. I see him. I'm like, what's happening? He's, I go, why aren't you at the El Cortez? He goes, difference of opinion. And basically, uh, yeah, I think he got into trouble with one of the guys there, one of the books, and now he's hanging out to the Fremont, my boy. So, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of fun, Rex. Yeah, that's what I like to do, shop around here. The Will Hill kiosks, they got the other numbers. Some are boy gaming. So, I just noticed the discrepancy in numbers. Like, I can't believe you're getting golfers. Like, some guy's 15 to 1, and another place he's 40. You really got to do your, you got to do your uh, business. And one, one good thing about Las Vegas, too, is you can shop around uh, dispensaries as well, legal, legal dispensaries. <laughs> it's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of reasons to shop around uh, in, Las, in Las Vegas. All right, uh, so you mentioned you played the Dallas Stars, and uh, me and Kurtz will get into the hockey, uh, the, uh, the hockey prices, and uh, we'll get Kurtz where we're going to run through all the series. But I'm looking at the odds here for, for the series, and there's a few favorites that I like. There's a few favorites that I like, and, you know, I think I'll put in parlays. But as far as series prices are concerned, the one that sticks out to me the most, uh, guys, are the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas Golden Knights, minus 110 against the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks have been in a free fall. Um, you know, they're like 1-9 or something like that in the last 10 games. They're extremely beat up. I think Vegas is is, is playing good enough hockey right now. Um, that they're going to be able to handle the Sharks uh, here probably in like six games, too. I don't even think it goes seven. I know San Jose has the home ice, but I like the Vegas Golden Knights camp minus 110. And it's a good example. I'm curious to see. If you don't know now, let us know tomorrow. But I'm curious to see what the series price is in Vegas compared to uh, to offshore and compared to so Jersey. 145? 
140, it's 145, so a little bit more on Vegas. It was funny. I was talking to my cab driver wow, a little bit. after That's the delay. I didn't want to dick around and wait wait for an Uber. Uh, so she was a, a big uh, a Vegas fan, an old hockey fan, and we were talking about it. And it's funny listening to the sports radio, people panicking about the end of the season with Vegas and making sure they're laughing. Like, yeah, you just want to go into the playoffs healthy. Like, they're easy, Vegas. Like, I know you just got your hockey team. Like, that's what happens at the end of the year. Don't worry about it. San Jose still has Martin Jones. Sure, they're going to get uh, Carlson back, but I, I just worry about their goaltending. I expect these games to be pretty tight, but Vegas, they've proven they could do it. I think I'll take Marc-Andre Fleury over him in a day, any day of the week. What about Stone, all the additions they made? I love Vegas. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like uh, Offshore, Kurt and I were doing the show on the weekend, Gabe, on Mr. Greenbook, 7-1 to one for Vegas to win the West. That's nuts. That's crazy. Here they have Stanley Cup Vegas 6-1. to one. Just 7-1 to yeah, one to win the West. Big difference. I'm looking at FanDuel right now. Minus 110. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and Boston Bruin numbers are sort of different in a lot of places as well. Like offshore, I'm saying it's higher. Like at FanDuel, Boston Bruins are minus 150. Toronto Maple Leafs plus 130. Um, well, what do you think, Kurtz? Everyone's just sort of given this series to the Boston Bruins already. Do you think the Leafs can beat them? The Bruins have beaten them two of the last three times. The Leafs have been eliminated in the playoffs. Uh, both times in seven games, heartbreakers. What do you, what do you think happens, George? Well, we all know what the problem with the Leafs are, right? Defense. They can score, but they can't get the puck out of their net. They don't play a physical game either. Can either one of those two be solved against Boston this time? Boston will play somewhat physical. And, you know, their goaltending, Rask, is, is better than Frederick Anson. Frederick Anson was hurt over the weekend. Should be okay by the time the series starts. But he did get banged up here. I think the problem is on defense. I don't think Toronto is going to be able to stop him enough. I think that top line, Pasternak, Bergeron, and, uh, and Marshawn's going to run wild. All right, uh, Cam. So we'll let you get settled in. We'll let you get settled yep. in in Vegas. Uh, check in tomorrow. We'll keep you for a little longer tomorrow. And uh, we'll, we'll jump into the Masters as well. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, level two continues. Fantasy Sports Radio uh, Network. Seeing here, Johnny Mansell uh, wants to be known now as uh, as John. No longer, uh, <laughs> he's no longer Cares. Johnny. Uh, George, just for the record, he's uh, Cares. he's, he's he now John. Now, my local flag football league. Um. I imagine the Arena League will be his next stop. One of one, that one probably is next in line. Yeah, yeah. One one of the Arena Leagues that uh, one of one of the uh, you know lower Arena Leagues. They're all lower Arena Leagues. Now, to be honest, they <laughs> they ruin the Arena Football League. But yeah, that's uh, uh, it's just funny. So is he? Because of course he tried to trademark Johnny Football. So is he going to try to trademark John Football? Like <laughs> does it? Doesn't have that doesn't same have the pop. Same ring. Yeah, it doesn't have the uh, same ring. Uh, to it. Good luck with that. Doesn't have the same pop. So it's a uh, five-one right now. Tampa Bay still. 
Uh, we're in the top of the ninth inning. There's two out. Hopefully, I can get home uh, this uh, this under eight and get out get it off to a uh, three and one start with our first four plays of the day today. Uh, thanks to Cam for joining us. We'll keep him for a couple of segments uh, tomorrow. But uh, I know Cam. He's all flustered and uh, he just got there. We need to like let him ease in. And it'll be better if he's drunk, anyways. He, he, you could tell he wasn't drunk right now, George. <laughs> no, he was be better he's if good he's, today, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, his brother's there, right? So, his and um, like he's there with some family, and he doesn't see his brother that often. And I don't think his brother parties. So um, I'm not saying Cam's going to um, keep it 100% clean when he's in Vegas, but. It might not be the same type of debauchery uh, that he normally uh, <laughs> normally will do. It's a long time there. Was, uh, listen, I lived there, and you know you don't have to go out every night when you live there. But when if you're there, staying in a casino and stuff, like I think he's staying for like eight days or nine days or something. That's a long time to stay in Vegas and gamble and drink, George. <laughs> that is that, that's an incredibly long time. Actually, I hope he's got enough cash that. Uh... Gets him through that uh, eight days. He'll be, uh, gets a lot of winners this week. Yeah, no, he'll chip away. He'll 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 do all right. I usually I usually want out after about three days, anyways. Most people yeah, Vegas. I was there for three days you, last year. Yeah, was that long enough for you? Were, were you were like all right, time to go, or did you were you upset you were leaving? I could have gone another day or two. I could have. Eight is too much. I don't know if I want to be any place eight days. To tell you the truth. But I could have gone another day. I enjoyed Vegas. I, I did. So I could have gone uh, four or five days, but I, uh, I only stayed three. Now, Las Vegas is one of my favorite cities in the world. Um, listen, if you're a sports better, you're a sports fan, and what, what's there not to like about it? I mean, there's, there's like, you know, 82 sports books. There's a million casinos. There's different types of atmospheres in the different sports books and in the different casinos. So there's... You, know, you can get a different vibe in a different place. Um, you can party your ass off. And they say that New York is a city that never sleeps. But in reality, Las Vegas is really the city that never sleeps. Like, places don't close. Right. Yeah, it's, like, it's casinos don't, don't it's close. It's too hot to go out in a day. Like, there's no last call at a casino. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you want to order a drink at 5, 5 a.m. at a casino. They're like, oh, no, no, we can't serve you. You know, it's like. It's a 24-7 operation, uh, more so than any other city you're ever going to really be in. It doesn't stop. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like, um, there, there's people playing at, like, 6 a.m. and stuff, 7 a.m. even. You get the mix between people that have been partying all night and are wasted and early birds that are sober or old ladies that are playing at 7 in the morning and stuff like some of these casinos, a real cast of characters. It's funny too because I'm not, um, I'm not addicted to table games or anything like that. I'll play them when I'm hammered. I'll play blackjack, you know, at two in the morning when the games are all over and stuff. That's the only time I really hit the tables is more so in the middle of the night. But I always, um, I do like. It's sort of like you know, people feel comfortable in a park. I do feel comfortable in a casino. Like, I, I feel very relaxed. Like, the, the sounds are soothing to me. The ding, 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 ding. And the, the, you know, the, the music. Um, just the the atmosphere in a casino, I've always enjoyed. And in Vegas, a lot of the casinos, well, some of them, they're more than just casinos. I mean, they've got great restaurants. They've got movie theaters, bowling alleys. I mean, you know, Red Rock, some of the complexes are great. The 
facilities are great, George. Well, you can find anything you want. I discovered that real quick. Uh, you can find anything you want, depending on what casino you want to hit there. Uh, now, I do like table games. I'm a poker player. You know, uh, I, so I, blackjack is fine. But for me, blackjack, there's no thinking involved. You're told what to do. Unless you want to split. Then every now and then, oh, yeah, some thinking. But you know, if a dealer's got six, well, hey, you stand. He's got seven or higher, you hit. You know, it's just, it's, there's no, in my mind, there's just no thinking involved. I get bored of it. Where can you play can poker 16, in New York? 18, 20 hours straight. Can't. You got to play online? You, know, you got to play online, eh? Uh, even that is uh, harder to do. You mean you got listen? You got your uh, place you can go to. My friend hosts a game once a month that I uh, it's a couple hundred dollars I play yeah. and it's uh it's fun. I enjoy poker. It's more of a thinking person's game. I'm not really someone who can, who's a reader. I can't. If I'm playing with Gabe, I can't. Oh, Gabe must have a good hand. I can tell him because his jugular vein is pumping. I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. But I am a math person. I'm all about. You should odds. play with I Cam. Can, I know. <laughs> Cam has no poker I'm, face. He can't hide like his his, his, his face lights that, up. Yeah. 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 He's told his, me his face. I just try. I just keep face a straight face. I'm very boring at the table. I don't. I don't say too. If, I, if it's a serious game, I don't say two words to anybody because I don't want to give anything away. So I just very, very stone faced there. But I know all my odds. I know all my percentages. I know if I'm supposed to go in, if I'm supposed to fold. You know. So I, I just play the numbers. That's all I do. Um. So speaking of numbers, let's look at some of these numbers for the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs and the first series in a rotation that they have up on the board here. Pittsburgh Penguins, minus 150. New York Islanders, plus 125. The Islanders are um, Islanders are, are underdogs, despite the fact that they have home ice advantage. Of course, they're going to be playing uh, the first round uh, in Nassau. So uh, what do you make of this? You're the Islander expert uh, here amongst us, uh, George. What do you make of this series? Well, you know, as far as home ice is concerned, out of the major sports, hockey is probably the least important. I mean, football, you like it because the crowd noise. You know, hot, uh, basketball, it's obvious for the free throws and everything else that goes on, on there. Baseball, I guess your last licks there. Hockey, it's really only important. You get the last line change. Sure, that's nice. You can match up better. But at game seven, I'll take the home ice. But other than that, it's not immensely important. This game comes down to can the Islanders score? Islanders have had a huge problem over the past two months scoring goals. Their power play is three for its last 50. Three for 50. All right, that's not going to get it done. You have to score goals here. If I'm Pittsburgh, I want to play a wide-open game. I do. I want, to, I want to get the Islanders to play it wide open because they can't, they can't match up Pittsburgh's firepower. Yes, the Islanders have a better defense. The Islanders' goaltending tandem is probably better than Murray and DeSmith. But the offense is nowhere near close to what Pittsburgh can, uh, can gather, and that's the biggest problem here. I think the Islanders can keep Pittsburgh in check, but keeping Pittsburgh in check is three goals. Can the Islanders score four? I don't think so. So they played three times uh, this year, and uh, Pittsburgh 2-1, um, 2-1 in overtime. All the games are earlier this year, November, December, and December again, which is uh, yeah, so they don't very mean strange. Anything, right, it's six months yeah, ago. Who no. cares? No, they really don't. November 1st, December 6th, December 10th uh, that they played. Listen, it's been a hell of a run for the Islanders. It's been a great year uh, for them. But for me, man, it's hard to bet against the pedigree of the Pittsburgh Penguins here. The experience, the playoff experience, and you know the fact is Sidney Crosby still Sidney Crosby, and you know they're still the Penguins. You mentioned the firepower. I mean, the barn's going to be you know it, they're going to be rocking and stuff. But you know, to me, I, I got to believe that the Penguins are going to win this series. Oh, I agree with you. You'll get no argument for me. I'm betting on the Penguins as well. Listen, I know people are going to look at Pittsburgh the way they played during the regular season, which is very ho-hum. And it was. 
They played somewhat like they didn't care, weren't interested. And in some ways, I don't think they were. I think they were, they were waiting for now. Playoffs is when they're going to pick it up. You know, I don't think they cared who they played in the first round. Would it be the Islanders, Carolina, Washington? They didn't yeah. care. They know they got to go through Washington anyway. In the second round, they'll have to. That's the way the NHL, you know, lovely playoff system is set up. They're going to have to play with Washington to eliminate them in the second round. So I don't think they cared. I don't think they cared about home ice. I truly don't. They were wanting to get everybody healthy. Malkin should return for game one. He's been out a while. Latanian just returned. He should be up to, up to par here. The only way Pittsburgh loses the series is if the defense or Matt Murray just completely falls apart. Completely falls apart. He was not stopping anything. And as much as I don't trust Murray, he has come up big during the playoffs. Maybe not during the regular yeah. season, but during the playoffs he has. And as you said, Crosby, you know, Malkin, Kessel, Hornquist, Gensel. The Islanders have nobody like this. Barzell's a good player, but he's more of a skater than a scorer. He's an assist man. He was trying to dish the puck out. Uh, they Three for their last 50 on the power play. And it wasn't like the power play was dynamic before the last 50. It wasn't. I think they're 28th in the NHL. You know, the Islanders have rode the season on their defense and their goaltending and Barry Trotz. Very good defensive system. You also said it. The Islanders already have a successful season. Nobody in their right mind picked the Islanders to make the playoffs this year after Tavares bolted in free agency. Everybody thought they were going to be a lottery pick. So did I. You know, they've had a magnificent season. That's not to mean, that's not to say the Islanders are going to relax and go, oh, fine, we made the playoffs great. They want to win. And in that barn, it's tough. It's loud at the Coliseum. It's an old-time stadium, tough to play in. But, you know, the last time the Islanders and Pittsburgh played there, which was just three, four years ago, Pittsburgh won. You know, and that was with Tavares. I don't think Pittsburgh has much of a problem winning this series either. I have Pittsburgh in six. Pittsburgh in six says the Islander fan. And you know, I'm liking Pittsburgh as well. I think Pittsburgh's going to win this uh, this series. Now, listen, the total in, in, in the first game, George, is five and a half. You mentioned Barry Trotz. And, you know, the Islanders aren't going to want to get into a shootout track meet style of hockey game. Uh, up and down, back and forth uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But is five and a half uh, too low? It's interesting because Columbus and Tampa is six and a half. You don't often get six and a half uh, in the playoffs. Vegas and the Sharks uh, are dealing sixes uh, right now. But Pittsburgh and the Islanders, in game one, the Islanders are small favorites. Minus 115, the total is five and a half. Yeah, game one is a game the Islanders have to win to have any chance in this series. They have to win game one in that barn where it takes Pittsburgh maybe a game or two to get used to that barn. I think five and a half is too low. I'll take I'll take the over. All right, uh, White Sox. White Sox and Rays. Uh, this game's winding down. There's two outs right now. It's over. 5-1 final. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Tune in to make it rain with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez on the FNTSY Sports Radio Network weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. As they start your mornings doing their best to get you addicted to sports wagering. Calm your nerves, listen to Joe's cathartic ritual of complaining about his previous night's bad feet. Pick up the phone and tell Dane to shut the hell up when he tells you, I told you so, after you faded his pick. If you're not driving to work, catch the video feed on the FNTSY Sports Network YouTube page or on your favorite OTT provider. 
It's Make It Rain on the FNTSY Sports Radio Network and FNTSY Sports Network YouTube page weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we do have an official uh, final score now, so 5-1. Uh, five the one Tampa Bay the raised. Yeah, now 8-3 on the season. Now 8-3 on the year the Tampa Bay Rays are. They're now 9-1-1 to the under. Uh, they've had one push. Only one game has gone over the number uh, so far uh, this year for the Rays. And, you know, the Rays, they're an incredible scouting department. Uh, it's amazing how they're in a perennial state of rebuild, yet they just consistently compete. And uh, here they are at the top of the division right now, albeit extremely early. Albeit extremely early, the Rays are getting great pitching. And, you know, you get great pitching, you're going to win baseball games, George. Well, you said it. I mean, for this team to be in that division where the Yankees and Red Sox spend well over $200 million, well over, you know, and uh, to compete and win 90 games last year. And they're doing it again this year. And they, listen, they do have great pitching, but it's really just Blake Snell. Yeah, we like Charlie Morton, too. But there's no one else that's fantastic there and still compete year after year. And they have great pitching coming. Brett Honeywell getting back from Tommy John surgery. We might see him in June. Not that he's quite up to Snell's level, but he's going to be dangerous as well. Uh, coming up, the Rays, if they can get some hitting, that's the problem. They're going to they're gonna lose some 2 one three, two games because of their lack of hitting. And we know they're not going to make any big additions come the trade deadline. And my biggest worry with the, Ray, with the Rays, Gabe, will be, you know, what happens when an injury or two happens? Where the Yankees and Red Sox will be able to survive that because they have depth or will go out and get what they need? The Rays won't be able to do that. If they lose a key player or two, that could be what sinks them. Uh, without a doubt. Um, without a doubt, but they, they seemingly have found a way, even after they trade players away, right? They trade pitchers away, and they trade, you know, seemingly top talent away. They find a way of replacing them. I'm trying to find out exactly how much they spend uh, on players. Like, what's their uh, what's their payroll this year, the Tampa Bay Rays? I will find uh, out for you. Uh, $94 million so, last year. It's actually more than I would have thought. Yeah, it is, now, and that's it's funny. Gonna, gonna... It's funny you say that because the the story is the headline of the story is the Rays spend just about as much as everyone else does. So there's almost this fallacy, right? Like you'd think, yeah, I don't know, sixty million, six like that. They're really on the cheap, but they last year they spent ninety uh, ninety four million dollars on on player contracts. I mean, it was a surprise, right? When they uh, signed Charlie Morton, we didn't expect that. We didn't, and I, I certainly didn't expect that, only because I know they have good young pitching, so I didn't think they'd, if, I thought that if they were going to hire uh, or sign a free agent, it would be on the offensive side, you know, an outfielder, an infielder. That's, where, that's really where they really need the help. So to sign Morton for the $15 million contract was a surprise. You know, signing Zeno, who makes $4.4 million. Tommy, uh, they, they acquired Tommy Pham, he's making four point one. Avisel Garcia, three point five. Then They, don't, they didn't, don't make a lot of big signings, but they do uh, sign some. So it was... Uh, like I said, strange for me that they would do this, which is good. You know, I think it's good for the Rays. Listen, the ballpark sucks. I have a ton of family in Tampa, and they love baseball, but they won't go there. Not so much the ballpark, but getting there is a nightmare because it's like on a little island all by itself, and there's one road in and one road out. And you think Giant Stadium is bad, or MetLife Stadium, they go, it's just as bad there. You know, for, especially for Tampa. I mean, Giant Stadium is different. It's New York area, so obviously the traffic is worse. But for Florida people, they, they can't stand it. Because it's just is no way to get in and out of there, and that's one of the big problems. That's why they always want to relocate the stadium. And that's even if they stay in Tampa, they just got to get out of that area. 
You know what's crazy? You mentioned so Charlie Morton. Uh, he makes twenty four percent of their uh, of their the money that they spend uh, right now. So this year, um, as far as their active roster, so he makes fifteen million dollars a year. Um, no one's even close. There's somebody makes eight million, then it's down to four million, four million. Yeah, Kiermaier. Uh, Gar- yeah, Kiermaier makes eight million. Zanino makes four point four. Tommy Pham makes four point one. Garcia makes three point five, and then everyone else is um, everyone else seven is a million guys dollars over a million. Less. Seven guys That's crazy. over a million. That's in it. 2019, That's dude. In 2019. And look, they, they got guys that contribute. They have to play differently. Like Glass now, five hundred sixty-six thousand. Stanek, they're rolling Stanek out every a couple of times a week for five hundred sixty-four thousand a year. <laughs> I mean, they, they need to play it differently. There's a reason they came up with the, the opener. You know, they understand they need to reinvent the game, sort of. If that's what's going to help them win, they'll do it. They are a team that will experiment. And they've been doing it for years, for years. When Friedman was there before he went to the Dodgers, I think Friedman just said, finally, I get to go to a big market team and get to spend money. But, uh, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to the Rays for what they've done. Because they've been good over the past decade. They've probably been good more than, they, than they've been bad. And they spent literally half of what the Yankees and Red Sox spent, probably less than half. And I'll tell you what, man. You've seen the stuff on this Alvarado kid? Nasty, man. He's got some nasty, 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 uh, nasty pitches. Um, so, a, not a bad I, I start. I had a draft last night. I had an auction draft last night, Gabe, and I made sure to get Alvarado. All right, because that was uh, his stuff. Is, it, it goes backwards. He's, throwing, he's sort of throwing screwballs up there, or what? With the, I guess with the gyro ball, what we thought it might be, back with Matsuzaka back in the day. Yeah, it looks he's like throwing a weird ball. pitches that. Right. It, the ball is not supposed to move that way, and it does, and he's throwing the ball 99 miles an hour. Yeah, during that draft last night, I made sure to get Alvarado. All right. So, like I said earlier, George, I like to keep a, a winner's uh, winner pile and a loser pile, and hopefully we stack, uh, we can, we're able to stack the wins. So, not bad. Went to the book this so afternoon. Far. So far, three. We got three uh, wins here for the, uh, the win pile. One loser. Uh, we'll take it. And we didn't lay too much. The juice wasn't too bad. So we hit under eight, under eight in uh, Tampa Bay and Chicago. So like I said, guys, the Rays are now eight and three on the season. And they're uh, they're nine, one and one on their totals to the under. They've had one push, nine, um, nine unders and one over. So essentially, Tampa Bay and the under has been money on, on a daily basis. I knew the Cubs would explode here. Getting back home, they're going to be in a bad mood. Yeah, rough, rough start. Pittsburgh coming off that emotional series where they got in a fight yesterday. John Lester on the hill. Seemed like a good spot to me uh, for uh, for the Chicago Cubs. Um, you know, so we, we jumped in on the Cubs. And, uh, yeah, we hit the race. Uh, so we hit the race as a winner. We hit the under in that game, and we hit the Cubs. We lose the Cubs under. That's the one loser. So that's three and one on the day. It's a nice way to get the day going. And uh, we got some more anytime. baseball picks. Anytime. We yeah, played we uh, Oakland. Tonight. Yeah, we played Oakland tonight. We got Oakland with Estrada at uh, Kashner tonight. What do you think about that play? Oakland Athletics at Baltimore. I mean, it's, it's just giving up. I, I don't know what, what you got. I got uh, minus 160 here. That's a lot to give up. But, hey, you want to pick I got on the Orioles? I'm, I'm never going to go against 142. you. Minus 142. Oh, I played yeah, it earlier in the day. Yeah. Yeah, listen, the Orioles suck. I mean, they're bad. 
You saw that over the weekend with the Yankees. And that bullpen is just atrocious. As soon as Cashner leaves, Oakland should uh, wipe out that team. Estrada would scare me somewhat because I think he'll give up some runs as well. But it's not like the Orioles can hit. You know, and Chris Davis, 0 for 44. I mean, I wish I could do that, do that bad and still have a job. He's actually started three times already. He's only given up six runs, but he's never uh, – he's only lasted six innings uh, once, uh, Estrada. Five and a third against Boston, gave up three runs on two hits. I've always liked Estrada. I liked him with the Toronto Blue Jays, and I see here, too, Estrada, nine and three because he pitched against Baltimore a lot when he was with the Blue Jays. Nine and three in his career with a 3.43 earned run average and 17 starts um, in, in his career against uh, the Baltimore Orioles. How about Chris Davis on an 0 for 44 run uh, right now? Eugenio Velez is um, is the record holder for the longest uh, streak of futility consecutive at-bats without a hit. 46. He's at 44 coming into tonight, George. So Davis can set the record. Is he in the lineup tonight? Let's see. Is Chris Davis in the lineup? Chris Davis is in the lineup, batting sixth and playing first base for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think you can't let it get to 50. You know what I mean? Like, He's for making, his own good. So, like, you leave him in a lineup good. here, okay. Well, I'm not saying – I know you're kind of screwed. You have no choice. You, you, you know, you designate him for assignment. There's not, He's not going to take it. And, you know, you're kind of screwed. You owe him a ton of money for a long time here. But what I'm saying is just you bench him for a couple of games. Just to sort of, you know what I mean? You don't roll him out every day where he's like 0 for 71. Give him a couple of days off, at least. A day days, off. <laughs> you know I mean? Maybe a month. Yeah. Uh, they, he's making. He's going to get paid through 2022. Through 2022. Right, his base salary is $17 million each year. Base salary is 17, right. but with the, uh, I guess, whatever they gave to his adjusted salary is 21. 21 and change. So that's how much money he's they got to pay more. him for it. Makes more than this anyone on Tampa Bay who's actually good. <laughs> By far. By $2 million more than Charlie Morton. And, and, we knew, and we all knew that that was a bad contract when they signed him. Because he was out there. No one was giving him any action. No one was giving him any action as far as other teams. And all of a sudden, Angeles goes, okay, we'll give him, I think it was 165 Yeah, you know, it was a, back then a very high sum. And, uh, boy, that's going to bite them in the ass. And this is already Angeles who doesn't like spending money as it is. And, uh, yeah. Not good, probably the worst contract in baseball right now because technically you're right. They do have the DFA and we'll just release them. You could try benching him for a couple of weeks. I don't think that's going to help any. He was terrible. Yeah, at last some year. point you have to bite it, right? I mean, exactly. Um, yeah, and even for his own. Ellsbury too, and they don't. Yeah, like for his own embarrassment type thing. For his own, really, you want to be 0 for 52? You know what I mean? I'm not saying release him next week, see how this plays out, but. Sit him down for a day or two just so he can clear his head as opposed to going out. Because, yeah, well, the record could be tonight. We'll see. You know what I mean? I mean, um, listen, I don't I don't wish him well because I'm betting against them tonight. So, hey, if he gets a hit, fine, as long as Oakland's able to win the baseball game. So I took Oakland. Uh, I sprinkled on your New York Yankees tonight, uh, George. Uh, we got plus Holy. 132. Yeah, I didn't put 50 on this. I just want 25. I went 50 on that. I went bigger on the basketball. Um, but uh, this is the one game I got at 25 on the Yankees. Just a little sprinkle at uh, plus 132. Tanaka versus Verlander tonight. Listen, it's not like Houston's dominating teams right now, George. 
it goes down to more history. Verlander generally pitches very well against the Yankees, and the Yankees don't play well in Minute Maid Park. It's sort of been their house of horrors over the past couple of seasons. You know, it's where they lost uh, what that one series versus Houston. They won every, all the games at home, lost all the games in Houston. I think they did win last year in Houston as far as the regular season is concerned. But you mix in Verlander, you mix in Minute Maid Park. I wasn't going anywhere near the Yankees tonight. Plus, I don't trust Tanaka. He's been giving up some runs this year against so-so teams. This, this is the first game, actually, where the Yankees play a Major League Baseball team this year. All right, they started off six games yeah, against right. Baltimore 3 I know. Detroit. So let's see what they do against the real team. Springer's been on fire. Springer also 4 for 12, two home runs, three RBIs in his career against Tanaka. Um, as far as Verlander is concerned, 7-7 seven and seven with a 3.49 earned run average and 20 career starts uh, versus the Yankees. Aaron Judge 0 for 6 with three strikeouts versus Verlander. Uh, Gary Sanchez, one for six, only uh, six at-bats uh, against Verlander. One for six for two uh, two strikeouts. Uh, Bregman's been on fire, George, 11 for 20 during a six-game win streak. Yeah, this Houston lineup can hit, man. Correa's back, too. And they got the up and down the lineup. They have guys who can ma- uh, mash here. Uh, Josh Reddick, Uriel. I don't feel good about the Yankees tonight, though. especially over sweep of Baltimore. They've been money burners. I'm not trusting a team that's uh, five and five laying this type of price. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decisions. Ready Rage Radio continues. I have Kim Morenzi, Cam Sports in Vegas for New York. George Kurtz is in for uh, for the Raging Redhead. Although uh, Cam checked in earlier, we'll, we'll keep him around for a little bit longer uh, tomorrow. But you know, he's just getting uh, settled in uh, in Vegas uh, today. Uh, we're three and one so far with our uh, our baseball picks. We've got four more baseball picks uh, here in hand. I went small on the Yankees tonight against Houston. I also uh, put a little bit on uh, San Diego, smaller half-unit plays. And uh, I I mentioned we took Oakland against Baltimore. And uh, I've got the Seattle Mariners uh, in Kansas City. Another surprise start. Now, see, we've seen it from Seattle before. I mean, Seattle have had good teams and fallen apart in the past, but I don't know. Is Seattle like sort of like Tampa Bay in a sense, George, where Seattle had a garage sale, man, in the offseason. They you know, they shed salary. They said, hey, it's not working. We're starting over. We're, we're, we don't want to spend money on players. And a lot of people looked at Seattle and said, what the hell are these guys doing? They're going to be terrible. And here they are. And, you know, very similar to Tampa Bay. They're finding ways to win baseball games early this year. They're hitting, right? They're hitting. Uh, Santana, Domingo Santana has been great for them coming over from Milwaukee. Uh, Jay Bruce was hitting, uh, coming over from the Mets and the Robinson Cano deal, Edwin Canar- and Canarcion, who they're still trying to trade. You know, they, they still realize they're not going to win anything. They're still trying to move in Canarcion. Mitch Hanager is, of course, there, D. Gordon. So they're hitting. Omar Navarro, uh, Navarro's not so him hit, being able to hit a catcher there. Can they pitch all season? No. Uh, listen, they know. It's a hot start. Good for them. It won't last. Yeah. It might last tonight, however. I, uh, Homer Bailey's thrown for the Kansas City Royals. I don't see that going well. 
Uh, but uh, the Mariners, it's not going to last long here. I kinda, I'm kind of interested in the over here, Gabe, with uh, King Felix and Homer Bailey. The King is no longer King. Uh, you know what? The Seattle Mariners are 8-3 to the over on the year. You mentioned they're tearing the cover off the baseball. Yet still, you got to give them credit. I mean, 9-2. What's impressive about Seattle is, listen, they won those first two games in Japan. They figured out whatever, all right, you're 2-0, oh, you got those. No, since they came back, they're 7-2. and two. It's still early, as you stated very early, but the American League standings right now, first place team, Tampa Bay Rays, Detroit Tigers, Seattle Mariners. Just like everybody predicted. Game time decisions continues. Oh, that's-